Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, usually about 13, 14 minutes, but that's a short time, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on a relationship with God and upon our soul's salvation, upon our spiritual well-being or lack thereof. Help people in your life make that focus. Help them to get into God's Word by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody turn their life around, maybe for all of eternity. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study, and we're really going to be looking at a very familiar text of Scripture. At least it should be very familiar. It's one that that focuses upon the final day of judgment, when our Lord is coming back to judge all of mankind. But it is using a real-life kind of example or illustration to try to get across that ultimate spiritual and eternal lesson that we need to be taking in. So it's talking about three men and a master of those three men, or we might say somebody who hires them. And so I want us to begin reading in Matthew chapter 25, and I want us to read beginning with verse 14. And notice, again, this is a parable. So whether these situations were real or whether they're simply stories that are made up by our Lord as by way of illustration, they're real-life situations. They could have really happened. We're just not told whether he is bringing out real Uh, real examples of real men, real situations, or he's simply using real-life illustrations that people could relate to to get across his spiritual message. But nonetheless, the truth stands. So, verse 14, Matthew chapter 25, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Now, the man traveling to a far country would be representative of Jesus himself. He knew that before long, he would be on the cross. He would then be put into the tomb. He would then arise from that grave, risen, victorious, alive physically. And then he would ascend back to heaven after a period of 40 days, presenting himself risen from that tomb. And he'd be back in heaven at the right hand of God, Acts chapter 2. But he's coming back one day. When we partake of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week, we're telling the world he's coming back. That's one of the messages of that supper. Now, again, verse 14 of Matthew chapter 25, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And who are the servants? His faithful followers, the faithful followers of Jesus Christ, Christians, true Christians. And to one, he gave five talents. Now, what is a talent? We think of it as an ability, don't we? Or a capability. But the talents were simply sums of money. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Now, the master of the house or the property, um, he goes off to a far country. He calls three of his servants together, and he says, I'm going to leave you with some responsibilities. He gives each one a sum of money. He gives them different sums of money based upon his perceived uh, capability of each of those servants. 
And so he gives one five talents, one two talents, and one one talent. He does not expect any more of each individual than that individual is capable of performing or doing. In verse 16, he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Now, you notice that there's no indication that the, that the master of the house or the property, the estate, however we want, to, we want to understand it, there's no indication that he told his servants how long he would be gone. Maybe he did not even tell them to where he was going. Jesus we're told he's coming back. In Acts chapter 1, the angels appeared before the apostles as they wa- as the apostles watched Jesus ascend through the clouds and all the way back to heaven. But the angels said, he's coming back. In like manner in which you saw him go, he's coming back. Well, the master was coming back. The servants knew that. And so the one with five talents, he quickly applied himself, and he gained five more talents for his master when he would return. The same with the, with the uh, servant with two talents. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Now, perhaps out of fear that he would not be able to do productively what his master expected him to do with that money, but he made sure that he would not lose that particular one talent that was given to him. So he dug a hole in the ground and hid that talent in that hole. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So they knew that the master was coming back and that they would have to give account for how they had conducted themselves with what he had entrusted them with to begin with. Our Lord's coming back in the final day of judgment. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 says that we're going to have to give account for the way we have lived our lives on this earth, whether good or bad. Again, 2 Timothy 5 and verse 10. Now, verse 20, coming back here in Matthew chapter 25. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, You delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Notice that. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. What a great pronouncement of eternal blessing it will be when we as faithful Christians of Jesus Christ, faithful followers, dedicated servants, here on that final day of judgment, as we stand before his judgment seat, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord, pronounced that we have received eternal life in heaven. We can walk through those pearly gates. We can stroll upon those golden streets and we will have eternal life, and that is forever and ever. Well, again, this is a story that illustrates that ultimate day. Each one of us will have to give account for how we have lived our lives on this earth, whether good or bad. Now, let's go a little further here. He who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, 
Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Now, this servant did not waste his, his master's talent that he had given to him, that sum of money, but he simply did nothing with it. He did not do what the master expected him to do. At least use it in a productive way. Try something. Instead, he hid it in the ground. And so his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. And to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And of course, that is an allusion of eternal condemnation in hell, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, so who's the master? Jesus. He's going back to heaven now. He's there waiting for that final day of judgment. Second Corinthians 5 and verse 10, we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of the things we have done in the body, our physical life, whether good or bad. Now, each one of these servants, when their master returned and the Lord is coming back, when they're, again, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, with he, when he comes again with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God, and upon those who have not obeyed the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's coming back to call us to account. Each one of us will stand before his judgment seat. Each one of these servants in this parable came before their master and gave account of how they had performed their duties that with which he had entrusted them. For two of them, they did well, and he pronounced them well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. But the one who did nothing, he did not lose the talent. He simply did nothing with it. He did not do what his master expected him to do. He was unproductive and he was pronounced wicked and lazy. And that that had been given to him was taken away. And notice again, he was punished. Take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10. And then verse 30, cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that again is an image of eternal condemnation in hell. Now, each one of us needs to examine ourselves because our Lord will examine each one of us. But we need to examine ourselves before that final day of judgment. We need to continually ask ourselves, how am I doing? 
What am I doing? How is my faith? How is my faithfulness, my dedication? Because we will have to answer for all of the abilities, all of the opportunities, all of the capabilities to serve our Lord with which God has entrusted us. How are we doing? Now, let's look at this pronouncement upon the two faithful servants and make the applications to our own lives. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of your Lord. We'll pick up that theme and look at it part by part starting next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to do well in serving you, in faithfulness, in dedication, but in active working obedience, Father. Working service, help us to be the examples of Christianity that you want us to be. Thank you for blessing with our talents, our, our, our abilities, our opportunities. Help us to use them effectively, Father, and productively in service to you. Please forgive us, hear a prayer, and guide us, please, gracious Father, in your will. In Jesus' name, amen.